Today's Let's Grow conversation with our growth expert, Natalie South, is brought to you by the amazing team at MRI Property Tree, helping you take your property management business where you want to go next. Very shortly, we're going to be diving deep into today's episode, which is all around what to do when an owner doesn't want to pay for advertising. But before we dive in, we'd like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry, then we'll go to Nat. What are you grateful for today? I'm just very grateful for the beautiful weather that we have where I live at the moment. Um, We've had some thunderstorms come through the air, you know, and now it's like blue sky, it's cool, the air is so clean, the birds are singing, and I just feel very grateful for for where I live. Um, That sounds a little bit mushy, but that's where I am today. What about you, Natalie? What are you feeling grateful for? I'm feeling super grateful today for the relationship that my husband has with my family. Um, It makes all of the family gatherings and catch-ups and those sort of things um, much more enjoyable. And I'm quite close with my mum and dad, so I spend a lot of time with them or talking to them. Josh reckons that I can't decide whether I should go left through the left to the roundabout or through the roundabout without ringing my dad for advice. Um, so dad, Josh is currently away with a few days with my dad at Fraser Island. So I'm super just I'm super grateful for that relationship that Josh has with my family, which makes our whole lives a lot lot easier when it comes to family gatherings. Uh, it, it sure does. I'm pretty sure um, you and your, you, like your dad and Josh have got a bit of a bromance happening actually. They kind of hang out quite a bit together, which it is. It makes life a lot easier for sure. So, um, and what about you, Sean Lee? What are you grateful for? I am grateful for Audible today. So just being able to like download books and just listen to them on the run. So I've just downloaded Emma Isaac's book, um, The New Hustle, and I'm loving it. And I just forget how good it actually is, Audible. Like I kind of listen to a book and then I forget about it for a little while, then I pick it up again. Draper listens to it all the time. But just, yeah, having access to it and not having to actually leave the house and go order a book um, or buy it in store, which has been um, awesome. So, yeah, I'm grateful to have Emma Isaacs in my ear for every spare second that I have at the moment. It's been really good so far. I know you're about to read it too, Terry, so you're going to love it. It's a really, really good book, that one. Yeah. But anyway. I I was just going to say, that's why I love my Kindle so much. I should be grateful for it. You get the book straight away. You don't have to wait. So technology is great. I know. I feel like I'm always grateful for technology. But anyway. Nat, we are really excited to have you join us um, as part of our Let's Grow series. And today you're going to share with us what you did when you came up against an owner who didn't want to pay for advertising. So let's just get straight into it. How did you handle that particular objection when you had it from a client? Yes, Sean Lee. So um, before we get into the specific objection, I want to just take a step backwards. Um, It's the same as fee objections. I always like to think about what could have we done prior in the lead up to getting that conversation to make sure that we didn't actually come across that objection or we didn't come across it as strongly because we've explained the process really well. And we look at this in week two when we talk about the rental appraisal process. When it comes to any fee, um, the way to overcome that fee is to demonstrate value in the lead up before you actually come to discussing it. So when we think about an objection when it comes to fees and we think about when you're meeting an owner and you're going through the rental appraisal, getting their property rental ready and getting the property on the market, at that stage, you would be going through and explaining the leasing process. So what it's going to look like from the moment the property um, has the photos taken right through to the preparation of the ad, the preparation of the photos 
preparation of the text, um, the way you're going to specifically target a certain demographic of tenants based on what their property has to offer, the way in which you're going to um, put their photos up in a specific order because we know on average tenants only look at five photos and we need to give them the best opportunity um, to engage with the listing and come to an open home. The way in which we schedule the inspections at a certain time for your listing to make sure that we are allowing for the demographic that we've targeted. So, and look, not in this exact um, order, I'm just trying to get across that the depth of your language um, and the way you explain the marketing process will ensure that when you get to the discussion around marketing, it doesn't become an objection because they already see value in it. So, you've explained the way tenants search on realestate.com or domain or wherever it is and how that affects their um, engagement with the listing. You may have also gone through a scenario where if they're out at buying in the market at the moment or they're looking to rent somewhere else, they've currently experienced the same thing that their tenant is going to be experiencing in terms of what they're seeing on realestate.com or domain. So you can ask them. You would know from yourself going through the buying process, when you look at those photos, they affect your emotion into that property and it gives an indication as to whether you're going to go and inspect it or you're going to continue to scroll through. So it's about relating it back to the client as well if they've currently gone through that process or they are going through that process as well. Then you've gone through your whole rental appraisal and now we're coming to the fee conversation and you're discussing marketing. You've explained the process so well, you've had so much passion around it and you've had an ability to explain how that return on investment will look. So yes, your marketing package is $350, but we only have to secure you a tenant two days earlier. You've recovered those costs and then you can use those photos for the next five years, as long as it's an accurate indication of the condition of the property still. So yes, there's a way to overcome the objection. But first of all, if you are coming up against that objection more often than not, I'd like you to take a step backwards and think about how you're explaining that marketing, the depth of your language and ensuring that you're able to articulate what the return on their cost looks like when it does come to them outlaying that three, four hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a little bit of echo. Sorry, guys. So, do, like, just to, you answered actually quite a few of my questions that I had for you there, Nat. Um, but do you, did you find that the the people who object the most are ones that you haven't had through that that nurturing process? So perhaps you haven't been um, talking to them for six months, or or you um, you know the, the longer they're in your pipeline, do you think that the less objection that you get? Absolutely to some degree, but there's always going to be that bell curve to the situation, Terry, where you know that um, potential client that calls around to 10 offices and they only want to know about fees and they're asking about your management fee, your marketing fee, your admin fee. They're all about the fees. That's probably not the type of client that you potentially want to work with because no matter how much value you demonstrate, it's only ever going to come down to the bottom fee. And we know in property management that we cannot provide the highest level of service and market their property to the best of our ability and get the maximal exposure on their property by doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of client that you're referencing. Absolutely. They're they're harder to um, demonstrate value to than the clients that you've worked with, understand what your process looks like, have seen the results that you've achieved through the marketing process that you've done with previous clients. 
Yep. Okay. And were you given any flexibility with your agency, um, I guess, in terms of being able to negotiate the marketing package or was it like, no, we recover it every single time? Um, Look, I was really lucky in sense of um, flexibility within my organisation for both fees and marketing. Um, but marketing was a non-negotiable for me personally. I had a client call into the office and just dead set say to me, don't see value in marketing. I'm not going to pay for it. I said, that is not a problem at all. You're probably, I'm probably not the right agent for you then because this is my belief and this is the process. So I actually have said no to business. I've turned them down and said, I'm not the right agent for you based on them not wanting to invest in marketing. So yes, I had flexibility. Did I ever use it? No, because I have a big, big belief in marketing and the value it adds to the process, which gets the client a better return on their investment. And if someone's covering that cost, they're not potentially getting the best marketing that they need for their their property. Yeah. And and I know for a lot of um, areas out there, so there's some agencies, you know, who they, they have one open home and the property is being leased for, for higher than what it was actually marketed at it, it, you know, they're, they're in really hot markets. And I guess that it's even more important with um, showing the value in your advertising and why they need to pay for, you know, professional photos, virtual tours, all that kind of thing. Um, do you have anything to say to people who are, who find themselves in those hot markets at the moment? Absolutely. These markets more than ever is where marketing matters because this is where, you know, we've already seen a mass amount of interest in a property, but we know if the marketing is done right, that can double. And we know with more people through the door, we can create competition. With more competition, prices drive up. That's just supply and demand when it comes to the rental market. So yes, $180 on photos, but if we got 20 tenants there rather than 10 and you got an extra $50 a week, if we look at that from a return perspective, that's a $2,400 return on $180 photos. And that's actually not over-exaggerating in those hot markets. That is definitely the capacity of what marketing can do for your campaign. And you know what, even not in a hot market, Terry, um, in my full three years in that BDM role, I I would say that 40% of my properties lease for above market value just based on the process to the marketing, the process once the property was online, and then our ability to create competition, urgency, and negotiate the outcome that best suited not just the landlord, but the tenant as well. A property is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. It's our job to get the most amount of people through the property and then follow the process from there. Excellent. Guys, you can hear how like the how much um passion I guess Natalie has for this particular topic. And it obviously very much so contributed to her success. Um if you want to hear more about this, well, I think you should probably inquire with us about the um next level growth challenge because Nat actually gets a little bit deeper with that in that in her training. So thanks so much, Nat. I um really enjoyed that and yeah, hope ev- hope everyone else got something from it too. Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Nat. And guys, if you are interested in learning more about how Nat did become the number one BDM for Harcourt in Australia, bringing on 333 new management in just one year whilst working smarter and not harder, you really need to check out our Next Level Growth Challenge. The challenge is run over six weeks and not only does Nat share the exact game plan that she used as an award-winning BDM, but she coaches you each week around how to implement what you've learned, she'll give you action steps you need to take, and she'll help you overcome any roadblocks that you come up against. And we promise 
promise that if you do the work, you are going to see phenomenal results just as our past challenges have seen. So if you'd like to know more about our six-week Next Level Growth Challenge, please head over to pmxcite.com and click on the Growth tab. But that's us for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen into this conversation and we look forward to bringing you another one next week. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week.